Welcome to Parenting in Acadia, a podcast brought to you by Woman's Foundation. Our goal is to provide you with quality information from local experts to support you in your parenting journey. Thank you so much, Mr. Broussard, for joining us today. Welcome to Parenting in Acadiana. I am extremely honored to be here, and uh, thank you so much for inviting us in and looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about who you are, your organization, and what is your mission? I am the executive director of Christian Youth Theater, uh, better known as CYT in Acadiana, CYT Lafayette. And uh, we are an after-school theater arts program for kids 4 to 18. And uh, we started uh, CYT around eight years ago, kind of on a dream and a prayer. And uh, Mm -hmm. it's an amazing organization. We're part of a larger organization, CYT National. And uh, we have seen great things happen through our organization here. And um, hopefully we can talk a little bit about that, that as well. So we want to focus on several things today. We do want to mention CYT, and we can definitely use it as a resource. I know you all are doing great work in our community. But let's talk a little bit about helping kids feel accepted and valued. And I know as a parent, we always say this on the podcast, parenting is the most difficult job a person can have. So talk a little bit about why is it important for a child to feel loved at home and for them to be accepted well again kids um, are are grow and they blossom and bloom from uh, learning that they are loved and uh, and this world is a hard place right now it's a hard place to find that love and acceptance and uh, you know at the home is where it all begins good parenting that accepts them and loves them regardless of who they are and what they do is absolutely critical for them because when they walk out of that house every day and they go to school or they go to an uh, organization or be with their friends, it is, uh, it's a hard place because there's a lot of, uh, I guess, hardships and learning process that can make it difficult and, and their self-esteem is, uh, can be affected greatly by those situations. So, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And you said that it all starts at home. That's our foundation. That's right. So how can parents provide that nurturing environment? What are some things that they can do at home, we can do at home, actually? So I, I think parents need to understand that kids uh, are uniquely created by God. They are not their mom and dad. They are a their own person. And uh, trying to find what makes their clock tick and uh, finding their their desires their um, their interests what makes their uh, their life um, blossom and um, so I would just encourage parents to not just put them into what they did and maybe a sport that they played or an organization they're in but to give them lots of opportunities to find out where they really fit and uh, when they do that, you'll find that they naturally bloom because of, of that's where, the way God created them. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's basically finding their gifts and their talents. How can we as parents help them find what they're good at so that they can just, they can bloom and they can thrive in that particular area? Well, it's not easy uh, because there's a lot of choices. Um, you know, there's your normal sports, there's... Um, arts-based programs, may it be drawing or painting, uh, performing arts, um, there's clubs, there's lots of things. So really you have to study your child 
and find out where they kind of naturally gravitate to. You can see if they are athletic or if they are uh, someone that would be love to perform or to draw, all those kind of things. Look at that and then try to plug them into a few organizations that would give them the opportunity, and you'll know pretty soon if it's a good fit for them or not. Mm-hmm. And the organizations, I know there are tons of organizations. CYT is one of them. Yes. Talk about CYT a little and some other organizations that parents can possibly get their children involved in so that they can nurture. Yeah, so uh, again, CYT, uh, for those kids that love to perform, um, and you can kind of see it in their personality, uh, we, we allow them to come in and take acting classes, dancing classes, drama classes, and uh, also give them the opportunity to perform on stage as well. And so it, it's really interesting. The kids that love what we do, when they walk in, they immediately feel at home. And they are, feel accepted, and they just kind of like, oh, my gosh, I found my family. And so we love that. And, and this is it. <laughs> this they, is it. Yes. Th- yes. And, uh, and so and, and that's what we're, we're doing. And, and you see sports kids kind of do the same thing when they go to on their football team. They love being on their football team and just trying to find a home for them. And, and CYT is just one avenue. Lafayette and KDN has an amazing amount of uh, programs. Uh, Chris uh, that works with Boys and Girls Club is an amazing program. There's, uh, there's again, lots of sp- sports activities. There's all kinds of avenues and resources that parents, if they just take the time to do a little research and a little, you know, looking around, Googling for information in life, there's lots of choices. And what about the costs for some of these? Are the costs um, a problem? I know sometimes uh, things are kind of tough right now economically. Are there any free resources or free camps or classes that you may know of? Or, Or do they provide financial assistance? There, um, a parent should never be discouraged by cost. There are always resources. Even if, um, if a, a price of a camp or an organization seems to be out of reach, there's always someone there to help. I know in CYT uh, we have a fee to be a part of our classes, but we have our Parker Rivera Scholarship Fund from a young man that passed away from cancer and, and his family has dedicated this fund towards kids being a part of our program. I think every organization has that resource and availability to be able to find money to get into those. But there are free programs as well that uh, kids can uh, be a part of. Mm-hmm. And you talked about character, uh, building character. Talk a little bit about how can parents instill those good character traits into their children at a young age? Because we know once they're 15, 16, they're, they're who they are. Yes. So mm-hmm. uh, I can kind of relate this to what we do at CYT. The, um, uh, when we talk to kids about getting a role in a show, we always give them our talk. And our talk basically is geared towards them and their parents to let them know that life is, uh, doesn't always give you what you want. And, and when you are trying to do something and you want it so badly and you don't get it, you have to consider that a blessing in life. And those are the kind of character traits that are important for kids is that hardship can be good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the way we're designed is that through hardship, we become better mm-hmm. and, and learning to overcome those disappointments in life. And, uh, those, those things that seem like we should just quit and go on to something else. That's really when we should stay to it and, and push through it so that we become better and, and not uh, just run from it. So I think for parents, it's, 
it's about doing those hard things. When you see your kid disappointed and crying and they're struggling and, you, and they're disappointed and you wanna get mad with them, you have to resist that and you have to say, okay, this is good. That's helped my child through this process, deal with those emotions and become a better person. That's right. And we always say that sometimes the struggle is real, but sometimes that's where your strength comes from. It comes from that struggle and that builds these positive character traits that it, we talk about. It, it does. And, um, you know, I talked to the kids one time about the world really is, is kind of like a human eBay. Um, if you could just picture every life being on eBay and next to your picture would be all the traits that you hold. It's your education. It's the way you dress. It's who your friends are. It's the role you got in the show. It's the position you have on a, on a sports team. And the world puts so much value on those traits that, that that's the value. That's where they gain their value from. But we tell them that's not where they get their value from. It's not about who you are, or what position you have, or your education. Your value is in the way God designed you. And uh, when, when they find peace in that, that their value is not in what the world puts on them, but what God puts on them, it takes so much pressure off their life. And so that's what we're trying to teach kids, is that the value of who you are is not your resume. It's the way God designed you. And what else can you, can you tidbits you can give the parents to teach them that their value is not about um, possessions. It's about who you are. It's the way God made you. What else would you share? You know, those are those daily moments that you have with your child. You, you have to stop and pause. And life is so fast right now for parents uh, trying to make ends meet, working, education, all the daily activities for their kids, shopping. But parents have to learn to pause and just listen to their kids and talk to them about the daily events they went through. And I think that's critical. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. You just have to listen. But helping when you start to see those warning signs of your kid being disappointing or, or hurting is to talk them through that and teach them what really what's important in life. It's not those worldly values. It's about the way God created them. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. And when you see those kind of negative characteristic traits that sometimes develop, not necessarily because of anything you've done as a parent, but, you know, they're around their peers. They're watching different types of television shows. They're exposed to social media and all of these outside influences. How can a parent combat those negative character traits that they may notice? Yeah, well, I think our first instinct is to fuss. And, <laughs> it you, is. You know? Just to kind of shake them, <laughs> shake like, don't them, do that. Yes, and, and to kind of dive in there and fix everything. And, uh, you know, a, a lot of times my, my wife and I are talking, and she just wants me to listen. She doesn't want me to fix things. And first of all, you just need to be a good listener and then and let, let your kid know that you care. And, uh, and, and uh, it's okay for them to struggle. Life is about struggles. It's not going to be perfect. And... We as parents have to remind ourselves of all the things we went through and the hardships we went through and the difficulties and we made it through. It's gonna be okay. If that kid's in a loving environment, they're gonna be fine. You just have to kind of gently guide them through uh, that process. And, and plugging them in and getting them around good people is very important too. So your kids will tend to listen to their peers and to other adults and, and not to yourself and so it's good to plug them into people that are, are good influences around them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those bad influences. We know a lot of introverted kids. Usually those are the ones when they go to school, they, those are the ones that are targeted when, you know, you talk about bullying, mm. especially cyberbullying. And, and we see that nowadays, especially with social media. So how can parents, uh, what are some of the warning signs that we look for to see if our child is being bullied? Well, first of all, what you just said, if you know your kid is uh, an introvert and, and is shy and desperately wants to be a part and belong but doesn't know how to do that, they will tend to do things that are unhealthy, to mm-hmm. be a part. And, uh, and like you said, there are kids that prey on that knowing that. And so recognizing that your child is probably going to tend to lean towards making bad decisions just to be a part um, or to, be, to belong to something is important that you recognize that and then understand who they are surrounded by because they will be, they will be bullied. They will be sucked into some of these bad influences by other kids. So trying to manage that is difficult because you can't be with them at school all day long. Uh, right. you don't, you're not with them on their cell phone all day long. You don't know necessarily what they're seeing on a computer or who they're talking to. So it's, uh, it's important that you monitor all that and then figure out how to gently guide them away from those bad influences to people that care about them and love them and accept them just the way they are, not mm-hmm. because of what they do, but who they are. And then you'll see that this person is an amazing person mm-hmm. and the bullying will, will start to go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you said they may and, and probably get involved in some of these unhealthy things. Like what, for example, could you let us know what to watch for? Yeah, so sure. Um, a lot of it will start online, and uh, they will uh, start to look for chat rooms where they can be accepted without somebody really knowing them. It's on almost like online dating where you can be somebody that you're really not. And so you have to kind of monitor what what they're doing because they will uh, gravitate towards those type of chat rooms, and you have to step in and look at, look for those computers and cell phones and make sure that they are not in some places because as we know a lot of times they're talking to people that aren't real people and Mm -hmm. it can be a scary world yes yes absolutely it can be so what can we do as parents to strengthen their self-esteem i know you mentioned definitely communication being honest but what else can we do to help build that self-esteem for our child yeah. So again, as we said earlier, it starts at home with gentle loving and understanding and nurturing by the parents and giving them opportunities uh, at home to to be able to communicate. And kids are going to have trouble communicating and, and just doing whatever you can to get them to talk and to share their heart with you. And then outside of that, is getting uh, kids, again, around the right people, the right influences, so that they're not being, I guess, gobbled up or sucked into that into that world. Right, yeah. Yeah. right. And I know at CYT, you all help build those character traits. So talk about some of the success stories that you all have seen. I know you probably have tons, but share some success stories where you've seen a kid that came in, he wasn't, he or she wasn't quite sure what they were talented in or what they were gifted in, and then they just begin to blossom. What are some things that you've seen? Yeah, so again, we're about developing character on stage and off stage, and that's part of our our mission statement is 
uh, really the character offstage is the most important. Uh-huh. And so kids come into CYT and uh, they'll say, I am have no talent and I can't sing, I can't dance, I can't act. And we love those kids uh, because really? you can, we, yeah, because they, we see that they have a desire to be a part of what we're doing, mm-hmm. uh, but they had the courage to come in. And, and so what happens is, is you, if you put them in an environment that allows them to grow and to feel like they're not going to embarrass themselves, they can be silly like all the other kids. They can do, you know, funny acting skits or silly faces or sing a song and they sound bad. It's okay. Uh-huh. It's just come in, be yourself, you know, and, and just test your skills out and find out if this is for you. And we see kids that are just can't hardly even look at you when they introduce themselves to then being on stage with a microphone and performing in front of thousands of people. And, and, and we've seen that time and time again. We've had thousands of kids that have come through our program. And it's amazing to see what has happened with their confidence and the way they present themselves. Uh, and that's a big part of what we do. We're, we're about using theater as a tool to help kids become their self-esteem to grow and leadership and to be able to present themselves on stage. And, and as you know, they have to audition for our show. So they have to stand in front of a group of four people and do a one minute song and a one minute monologue. That takes a lot of courage. Yes, it, it does. And, uh, uh-huh. and we'll have kids that have come in and they can't hardly even speak. But just that process makes them, your confidence grow a little bit and show after show, they become better and better at what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, talk a little bit more about people use gifts and talent, the words interchangeably. Is there a difference? I, I think from a spiritual perspective, there's not. Um, I think when you look at the word talent uh, in, the, in, in the Bible, it is really, a, it's a gift. It's, uh, it's something that's been given to you by your creator. And, uh, uh, and that's a special thing. And, mm-hmm. and that's when you're looking for in a child is to be able to, to see that thing that God's given them to grow it into something beautiful that they can share with others in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you try to force a, uh, a talent or uh, something that's not natural to them into their lives, you'll find that they struggle because mm-hmm. they're, doing it, uh, they're trying to do something that doesn't naturally come to them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but when you do something that God's given them and you, sh- and you uh, give them an opportunity to grow that, you see this amazing, you know, beautiful thing that comes out of their life, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And as parents, sometimes it's just a trial and error, seeing where they fit. You know, and that can be difficult. Maybe, you know, you would, I may want my son to be a basketball player, but he does not like basketball. He is all about video games. Right. So what we're doing now is we're trying to nurture that, putting him in different camps, allowing him to play his games. But, of course, after all his work and his chores are done. So I guess it's just kind of a trial and error. And most of the times I think kids will tell you what they like and what they don't like. They do. Uh, I just went through this with my 13-year-old daughter, and she'll probably not like me to talk about this on the, on the, on the air. But, you know, she, she's involved in CYT, and she decided she wanted to do softball, which is great. And I was so we bought all the gear, and we went out in the backyard, and we practiced and stuff. And, and uh, you know, a, a couple weeks later, she decided she did not want to play softball. Oh. <laughs> and, and, oh. and, and that's okay. And parents need to understand that that's okay. Uh, they're going to do a lot of things that you think – that are uh, going to be great for them, and then they and they realize they really don't like it, mm-hmm. and uh, 
and you're going to spend some money and some time and you know to, to make those things happen and you'll be disappointed especially when it's the thing you really like you know yes. maybe it's the thing you did and it's mm -hmm. like ah my kid's going to do this mm -hmm. and, and, and how do we deal with that disappointment <laughs> as parents because we want so much for them we want them to experience those good feelings that we experience while participating in a certain activity or sport how do we deal with that yeah, so it's not easy. You no, know? It's, not. <laughs> it's, not. it's not. Yeah, because you uh, you have, you know, we always hear that saying that you're living through your child, you mm -hmm. know, where you really want to do, again, what you experience through your child. And you have to put that aside and find out what's really best for them. And mm -hmm. so it's not easy as a parent. You have to kind of lay that down and be patient and understanding. And uh, you have to jump through some hoops that you really would probably care not to otherwise to to make all those possibilities for them right yeah right Gerald you talked a lot about the importance of your kids feeling accepted and valued tell me what are some of the warning signs that kids ex exhibit when they don't feel a part of a group what what, what type of behavior will we notice as parents yeah so kids want to be noticed and they are going to do whatever they can to be noticed you'll start to see maybe um, a, a different dress that they normally would wear maybe they're wearing clothes that uh, just look different maybe they're darker maybe it's kind of a you know uh, something that you're not familiar with it could be piercings uh could be hair color you know all of a sudden you're kid walks in with blue hair yeah. uh -huh. uh, wow. and, yeah and is that a phase that they go through or is that something it, it maybe that's who they are they're expressing themselves yeah and and there's not necessarily anything wrong with those things they're just signs of something and uh it, it could be that your kid just wanted blue hair but it also could mean that they are uh, uh wanting someone to notice something about them either that they're hurting or they want to be accepted and you have to look at that and and it could be something innocent, but it could be something more serious as well. Um, kids are gonna, they're gonna scream out to you if they're hurting, and sometimes they can't just say it, so they're gonna start to do things that make you look. And so you, you and it could get extreme. It could be, you know, drug use. It, it could be that they're hanging around with a different crowd of kids. Um, it could be that they're doing extreme things like cutting themselves. And as a parent, what you have to do is not overreact to those things because if you know if your kid shows up and they have red hair you as a parent your initial reaction is is you're gonna fuss you know and you have to resist that and you and you have to say okay something's going on here if it's bad I, I need to research it so uh, so be thankful because if there is no warning signs that's really where the problem is you have no way to, to react to it but when you start to see those extreme you know lifestyle changes then that's a good thing that's actually a god warning sign for you and notice them and you can start to work on getting them help and helping them through whatever issue they're dealing with at that time so i always tell our staff at cyt you know when troubles arise maybe it's a drama with kids or with parents or whatever it is and and there's an issue we all kind of tend to rise up and say ah oh, i don't want to deal with this but i always tell people that's the reason we're here when you're in a court a kids organization you're you're there to help kids out and it's not about theater for us, it's about kids. And so when things arise and problems come up, I always thank God for those opportunities because that is our opportunity 
to do what we're called to do, and that's to help kids grow, become healthier, become better people, better citizens. And, uh, and when you approach life that way in general, it, those scary things don't scare you as much. You go from being a, oh my gosh, I have to deal with a problem, to, oh my gosh, I have an opportunity to help. And uh, if you do that, you'll find that the people you're dealing with appreciate that because you don't respond harshly to them. You don't respond harshly to your kids. Yeah. And at what point do you think it is time to get help? I know you mentioned this can be an opportunity that they're telling me without using their words. They're crying out for help. At what point do I say as a mom, I need to seek professional help? Because we can't do it all as parents. This is true. And it, that that line is difficult sometimes because you know when you when you have to say I can no longer help it's scary for a parent to say I need a, uh, a counselor I need a psychiatrist I need a pastor to come in and help me do what I can't do you feel like you've failed and and so I think parents struggle with that decision but it's okay and and you have to realize that you're you know if you don't help if you just stop there and don't do anything else, your child could get worse. And so it's good that you reach out to the appropriate people that will help you through that. And, and there's so many great resources for that as well. Now, tell us about a success story when you saw a child that you were working with, that he or she was crying out for help. What did you all do? How did you help them? And where are they now? So um, within our organization, there's always things that arise that are tough subjects you know, we won't go into specifics what those subjects are, but they're just tough. And, and you have to be able to pause and say, okay, we recognize that. Let's sit down and talk to this family. And uh, for us, it's always about talking with them as a family. It could be a kid is bullying somebody or uh, they're sending inappropriate text or maybe they're posting things are inappropriate or it just, it, it could be the way they dress, all those kind of things. And so we sit down with the parents and the child and we just say, this is our concerns this is how we like to deal with this and let them respond. And, and that begins the process of correction and healing as well. If you don't deal with it, it just becomes worse. And uh, before you know it, it's affecting lots of kids and lots of families. And, uh, and, and as a staff, it's, you have to make those decisions to say, okay, we really need to talk about this. So the kid benefits from it and the organization stays healthy because of it. And Mr. Broussard, tell us, what are some opportunities where parents may say, you know, I want to learn more about your organization. How can the parents and the kids get involved in CYT as a family? Yeah, so I appreciate you asking that. The, uh, our website is cytlafayette.org. And um, uh, again, we are an after-school theater arts program for starting in age four all the way to 18. Uh, we do three main sessions a year, basically on the seasons of the year. Uh, fall, winter, and spring, and they can jump in for any, ten, any of those 10-week sessions, and we also do summer camps. We have um, also a program called HYPE, which I love. It's called High School Youth Pursuing Excellence. So this is a leadership program for high schoolers that are involved in our program, and uh, that program is about serving their community and their family, their churches, and uh, it's also, there's lots of other things that we do as well, but the website is probably the best resource. All, also, our Facebook page, uh, CYT Lafayette on Facebook. Okay. Yep. And leadership opportunities for youth. If a parent wants to get their child involved in that, is there an application process? Are there certain requirements that they have to meet? Is it within different schools? Yes. So the um, our high program is for kids that are enrolled in CYT. 
and uh, they have to be high school age, and there is an application process. So we have a hype advisor. Her name is uh, Whitney Petrie, and uh, and she basically we're teaching kids through the application pr process how to apply for a job in that respect. And oh, wow. so so they apply. They have to have a letter of recommendation. And then once they're in our program, it's an amazing opportunity to learn leadership skills and how to be involved in your community. They also serve our organization, CYT. Uh, parents like it because we teach them how to clean their room and uh, oh, make yes, their bed and, and, and actually be nice at the house and, you know, uh -huh. all those kind of things. So, uh, again, that is a great program. It's also a national program through our organization. So. This was excellent. Thank you so much, Gerald, for coming in and talking to us about all these things for parents. And we just appreciate everything that you do, and we wish you much success in the future. It's been my honor, and uh, thank you so much for considering me. And parents, if you're listening, thanks, uh, thanks for being with us. Please remember to subscribe and rate us on iTunes and follow us on Facebook, Parenting and a Kitty in a Podcast.